Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? It's Tuesday. You know it what that Tuesday. means. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for your AEW review. It's me. It's your boy, Big Tasty. As always, I am here once again with Jay. We've kicked open the forbidden door to claw you from the clutches of Dave Tesco. You're back after a, a prolonged absence. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird, isn't it? Because it, it wasn't meant to be a prolonged absent, absence. It was just the fact that scheduling just turned that way. Well, you, you asked for a weekend off, which meant that you had to work basically every other day forever. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> so so that, as a result of that, you, you weren't around to do podcasts. That's true. That's true. Good lucky, yeah. lucky me. Hopefully um, everything sounds good. Um, I've got a new microphone and a new sort of PC setup. Like as I was saying to you before, that Tony Khan money came in, so I was able to uh, upgrade a few bits and bobs. So now I'm going to only be taking even more positive things for AW. I'm not even going to have a down ever again. Uh, neither should you. No. Uh, well, let's get on to let's the brass tacks because uh, this is a big episode. We've had a big week of AW. We need to talk about a lot. So. Yeah. Uh, we start out with the Casino Battle Royal um, because, well, last time we did this podcast together, Hangman Page was still the champion. And, whoa, yeah. boy, a lot's changed since then. Uh, tell me about it. Fucking hell. <laughs> so not only did Hangman drop the belt to Punk, Punk has now gone on the shelf with an injury. We have an interim champion getting um, crowned at Forbidden Door. This was a Casino Battle Royal to determine who would face John Moxley in the main event for them to go on to Forbidden Door. Uh, which we can talk about all of that, which we'll do at the end of the show. Um, but yeah, this match was banging. I mean, AEW do battle rails so well, don't they? It's, there's never a there's never a bad one. We were having a discussion about it, weren't we, on Discord through the week? Um, and I, I love the format of it. I feel like it really kind of, as as you kind of pointed out with Royal Rumble, sometimes there's like, when, while you're waiting for the ring to fill in, um, there's people just kind of clinging to corners and, trying to like reverse getting eliminated. Whereas this, because there's five people coming in at once, it's almost like a shot to the arm every time the match starts to feel like it's about to lull. Yeah, every time they have like that new reveal, it's just like blokes, like lads just come from everywhere and the ring is just full again. And it's it's really cool. And it means they can be a bit more liberal with um with the eliminations. I mean, there wasn't one for a while, actually. Uh, there wasn't one until, I don't think yeah, there was one they... until the first group came in, was there? Uh, they, yeah, they let the ring fill up like, I think there was a, at, at the start, like when the first elimination took place, there was still like about 11 people. Well, there would have been 10 people because it was the first two groups. So the first five were Derby, Lance oh, Archer, Daniel yeah. Garcia, Tony Neeson, Eddie Kingston. Uh, Kingston got a massive pop. He was over his fucking rover for the entire thing. Oh, yeah. I was. I mean, at this point, when I saw Kingston come out, I was already booking his six-month title reign in my head. That's how, that's how invested I was. I'd like to see Kingston as the guys at the throne punk. Um, that'd be nice. I don't it? I don't think it's going to happen because we're not allowed nice things, but I would like it. 
one thing I loved at the um, <laughs> at the start, Kingston just started laying into Garcia, and everyone else just stands there and watches them go at it. Yeah, there, there was a couple of things like that in the match that were like there was a there was a conversation, everyone just turned and go, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, we'll, we'll just leave them to it. That, that, that's probably fine. So second group he had in was Ricky Starks, Jake Hager, Ray Phoenix, and Swerve. Mm-hmm. And, and Keith Lee. And Keith Lee, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they both came out at the same time. They did that a lot in this. They had, like, the whole team's grant, which was quite nice. Um, yeah. Keith Lee gets the first elimination because he um, gets rid of Tony Nice, And then we have that lovely moment where uh, him and Lance Archer face off. Yeah. And it's, all, it's almost like, you know, that bit in, like, a Transformers cartoon when, like, Devastator and, like, the other big one just start squaring off and all the little all the just fuck off. Like, now you ain't got no business here. <laughs> they just let yeah. Keith Lee and Lanzar just slap the piss out of each other. I'd like a, I'd like a full match of that. Yeah, yeah, we need to see that. Um, but Lee takes Lanzar out, which is pretty cool. Um, then next in relative as well. Yeah, Archer. Well, he's got he's got G one commitment now, and so he's a busy boy. Yeah, gotta get, got, got, got to get him out there quick. Uh, next in, then we had John Silver, Takeshita, and a wonderful triple entrance from Max Caster and the Ass Boys. They come in with a rap and everything. The crowd, every time the acclaimed music hits now, like this, so over the crowd pop just to hear what Max Caster's going to rap about is just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it, it was very topical. Uh, there was some stuff about Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, they're in Kansas. Um, there was some stuff about, was it? Oh, it was, it was, it was really good anyway. Yeah, they, they, they mentioned somebody, didn't they? And I was like, like he was in the ring, and I can't remember who it was. Yeah. It might have been Swerve or Keith Lee. Possibly, yeah. Um, but anyway, they they scissor in the middle of the ring, all three of them, which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. And then, then the last five come in, which is Powerhouse Hobbs. We, Red we Dragon. think that nice uh, exchange between Keith Lee and Takeshita as well more of that yeah again another match I didn't know I just want Takeshita to wrestle everybody because he's just phenomenal isn't he he's just he's so so good he's he's excellent Um, so yeah so last five so we get Powerhouse Hobbs Red Dragon Dante Martin and Willie Uther so that's our last group Um, huge pop huge pop for Uther this was Uther's return from the I mean the Super Juniors wasn't it as when you think Oh, with that pop, I was like, wouldn't be out of place if you saw on this. And then they were, they basically said like he'd landed like in the in the back in the US like the day before or something and come straight to like wherever wherever they were doing dynamite. They, well, no, they said four hours before uh, the match. Really, Jesus. Yeah. That's Which is, I mean, all I will say about that is that means you just spent like a week and a half in Japan just on his on his jollies, if that's the case. Yeah. Or no, a week study in Japan just on his jollies because he he didn't need them after. He was, yeah, he was, like, like, he was mathematically limited, wasn't he? He didn't make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, apparently, by all accounts, he had a really good showing and he, he put on some baggers. So he, yeah. he did. I'm gonna go back and have a few a few a little nosies at them. So good on him. So then, right, the first big talking point of the battle royal. Well, after Keith Lee eliminates the Aspos and Phoenix eliminates Max Caster, Max Caster cri- a criminally short showing in this battle royal for someone who I'd like to see go deep in the in one at some point. Um, he did in the one where Leo Rush debuted, didn't he? Yeah, but I want to see him like final four. Like I think he's, I think we start if Bowens is going to be out for a, a period of time. I think now is the time to not maybe put a belt on him, but maybe push him towards yeah. like, the sort of top of the mid card. 
I mean, to be fair, what one thing I will say is that this is probably the most star-studded casino battle royal we've ever had. Well, yeah, because this would all have to be guys who, like, you could at least believe might be able to hang with Lux. Exactly. So, like, the the fact that like they brought they brought out like largely the big guns for it. Yeah. I I, I feel like it's. I feel like they get away with like guys who you'd want to see have, have a better showing. Like, like, like everybody, everybody here is like someone who should, who could go long in a battle royale. I think that's a, kind of the whole point. There were no, there were no jobbers except for the ass boys. Yeah, except for those fucking ass boys. And Tony Nice. And Tony Nice. He was out first. It was, it was fine. Um, so yeah. So the first big talking point, Keith Lee throws out the ass boys, and then Swerve throws out Keith Lee. Yeah, and Swerve was acting mighty heelish after that. Yeah. Well, if it, it felt initially, didn't it? Like it was just like a thing. Because like Swerve like pointed at the belt and was like, but dude, like the belt, like I want to win the belt. And then like but Keith Lee was fucking furious, like on the outside. Yeah. And then obviously he tweeted out dead weight. Yeah, so that's they're done. Like and that's... He, he tweeted he tweeted something else out as well, like later on. Um when there was like a replay and he retweeted it saying sort of like um you hate to see it or something like that. <laughs> Keith Lee does something as well, like he's um He's disappointed, but he's going to deal with it like in time or something like that. I see. The thing is, I quite like the idea of with Swerve and Keith Lee, like because the when Swerve initially made the save for Keith, they did kind of say, "Oh, can Keith trust Swerve?" Because Swerve's like Swerve came out with that chair looking like he wanted to murder everybody. Uh, he's a known scumbag, and he, he's got big scumbag energy, which is why I love him because he he can just sort of make it seem like he's like going to stab you in the back. It's great. Yeah. Um, which he again also he, he did do later in the match to somebody else. Yes, well, yeah, he did. <laughs> so after after that, we had the Joker come out. It was Andrade back from Mexico. Uh, Sarah's face at that point was an absolute picture. She was beyond delighted, and it was nice yeah. to see him. And he he was he felt it felt like when as soon as he came out as a Joker, I was like, oh shit, okay, he could win this. Yeah. At this yeah, point, okay. at this point, I had in my head like Andrade or Swerve because Swerve looked Swerve was booked so strong. Or Starks, Swerve like Starks, was, Starks was booked really strong as well. Swerve, Starks, Darby, and Andrade—they were all booked really strong in this match. Yeah, uh, I so, think, I think Kyle O'Reilly obviously like he, he always feels like a safe bet anyway with stuff like that. Well, especially we'll, we'll talk about Kyle in a little bit, um, especially the, the way he's been booked lately. Um, so yeah, Kingston and Garcia sort of took each other out, boo. Um, and O'Hager sort of like helped him. He sort of like wandered over, and then he got thrown out by someone. Uh, Hager got eliminated by. I think the trauma of seeing Kingston. I just wiped that thirty seconds from my mind. I think, I think all three kind of eliminated each other. It's like Kingston and um, Garcia on the outside, then Kingston sent Garcia, then Hager, Hager sent Kingston. Was it Phoenix or someone? Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find out. I think it may have been you, you know. Yes, it was. It was It was, it was another, because it was like a Blackpool Combat Club thing. He just sort of fired out the corner, didn't he? Yes, he, it was. It was exactly either. Uh, yeah, next was- up then, you had um, Hobson Stark took out Takeshita. Takeshita put a lovely little... Um, Tweet up about it saying like, I wasn't good enough to fight Hobson Starks at the same time, and um, maybe I'll have to go and get some friends to help me. Some best friends to help me. 
Yeah. I I'd I'd be here for like to catch their trends. Chuck Taylor just doing like some kind of strong style combi team. Yeah. And then Hobbs and Starks just kind of went on a bit of a tear, didn't they? Like they got rid of Takeshita and then they got rid of Dante. And then it eventually Phoenix took Starks out. It was it was a good way to kind of like thin the head without having one person like look stronger than everybody else. But it made them look really good as a team yeah, as well yeah. at the same time. Like, it's like oh, it's like, they're acting like, isn't it? Yeah, like they're acting really smart. This is really this is really good. Like they're showing they're showing a lot of because Team Taz for a long time were like sort of cartoon villains, weren't they? Like sort of you know, moustache twiddling, sort of <laughs> whereas now like Hobbs and Starks have got this like yeah. very legitimate sort of intelligent winning streak on them. Yeah, I think I think that for me, I feel like Hobbs and Starks might be the team that are gonna dethrone Jurassic Express at this point. It, I mean, it feels like well, especially maybe especially now, yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> it it makes the most sense really to have Hobbs and Starks to throw them, but then lose them relatively quickly to someone like FTR. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right then, so we ended up with uh, Starks out and Swerve and Darby team up against Andrade and Red Dragon. Um, Darby takes out Bobby Fish. Swerve takes out Darby again after sort of another bit of backstabbery. Top shit housery. I mean, why does Darby, like they're even saying on commentary, like why is Darby teaming with Swerve and Swerve just threw his own tag partner out? Because, the, uh, because of the um, because of the thingy where Swerve like lost the derby because of fuckery so they've got like the kind of mutual respect there I think it's just Darby he's been hanging out with Sting too much and he just trusts everybody now. yeah Darby's become Sting hasn't he <laughs> he's just gonna, get, he's, much and then get he's just gonna get betrayed by everybody no that's, that's his thing it's one of the things Sting's taught Darby can trust anybody so then Andrade eliminates Swerve and then eventually um, Hobbs and Ray Phoenix have a lovely little exchange but then um, used to take Hobbs out, which was nice. Okay, okay. Just the, the, again, they've done that thing they do in Battle Royals where they, they've laid so many foundations for like feuds they can build on from this. Mm. Yeah, that that's one thing that's really good with AEW's Battle Royals is the self-contained stories and within there, but then the stuff that can kind of start like feuds, got like the ball rolling on feuds like Keith Lee and Swerve. Yeah. Uh, so then we end up with a final four of. Oh, it's a yeah, uh, Phoenix. Sorry, yeah, it was Phoenix. Andrade. Andrade, Utah, and right. Riley. Yeah, so then, yeah. Uh, sorry, I was trying to work out Phoenix was in the last five or the last four, but Phoenix then goes out. Uh, Andrade, again, Andrade, real strong, eliminating Phoenix. Uh, but then he gets thrown out by Utah, so we end up with Utah and O'Reilly. And Kyle O'Reilly just kicks Utah to death, basically, and on over he goes. Yeah. Um... Yeah, there was a, there was a little bit where it looked like Utah might have, um, might have done it. I think it was one of those th- things where O'Reilly went like beats Utah, good heel heat for O'Reilly, but Utah beats O'Reilly. Utah would have got a monster pop there, and then we would have got Mox Utah too, which, or well, Mox says Utah again. I should say not Mox. Three, right? technically three, and a. Uh, I mean, that would have been a fucking barn bear, wouldn't it, if we get, like, another Mox user match? Yeah. But then again, so I looked up, Sarah asked me last night, I looked up, 
Uh, the last time John Moxley and Kyle, the only other time John Moxley and Kyle O'Reilly faced each other was on a Dragon Gate USA pre-show, like a dark match for a pay-per-view in 2010. Oh. And it was a um, an elimination match that Kyle O'Reilly won that also included Johnny Gargano. Five, a five or six man elimination match. Good old scramble match before GCW was doing it. Yeah. So this was, this was this was like a not a dream match as such, but it was definitely a match that we haven't seen before, which is really cool. I'd say it was a dream match. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to see Kyle Riley and John Moxley kick the shit out of each other for a while. They gave it away on Dynamite, but then again, um, you know, there's, there's so many matches on <laughs> that you don't have to worry about giving them away. Yeah, they love giving away dream matches though. Uh, after that, then Moxley cut a promo, which basically just underlined the fact that I that at this point was theory for Kyle Riley's life. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that promo Mox got fuck me. He's back in like pure danger mode now, isn't he? He's like Yeah, like full blown murderer murderizer John Moxley. Like, oh boy. It was it was lovely. It was really, really nice. Uh next up then another there was one person that I really wanted to see Mox wrestle actually on this episode who wasn't in, but we found out why now. Who? Miro. Well, yes, we'll get to that. Um, so, they, they announced that CM Punk had successful surgery earlier that day, and they announced a brand new title, the All Atlantic Championship. It's a beautiful belt, though. Yes, um, it's, like, it, it's funny because it kind of like reminds me of like a cross of the old school IC title, and I say old school is the one that, you, that WWE are using at the moment. Uh, uh, no, it's not. Sorry, no, it's not like the sorry, the white one. You mean that the white the, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and the European title. Yeah, reminds me big time of the European title. Um, but the, I mean the detail work on like the, the background is phenomenal, and like it looks mm-hmm. like going if you haven't looked at it already, go onto the AW's Twitter page to put my high res shot to it up, and it looks. I, I like. I like the uh, sort of like spirally things in the corners. Yeah, it's it's kind of like um, a portal opening from the Forbidden Door. Well, speaking of that, so they announced it's going to be well, let's say a tournament. It's not really a tournament. There's Finals. Gonna be, there's there's going to there's going to be four qualifying matches, and the winners of each of those matches are going to go into a four way Forbidden Door to determine like, you like know, a tournament. Well, it's not really a tournament. It's like it's like two rounds. Isn't it? that's not, that's it's not it's not a tournament. It's what. An eight-man tournament. Well, it's, it's not because it doesn't finish in a two-man in a, in a one-on-one match. It does. Doesn't everyone who wins their match goes to a four-way for the? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a. That's even better to be fair. Yeah. I prefer that. I I thought it was semis. I was like, oh, that'll be quite good. No, no. So packs in, like, well, spoiler, oh. pack wins, packs in uh, for the. Oh, so. Packing, getting yeeted to the shadow realm by Miro in a singles match. Then, so in, well, interested me. So they announced the brackets, and it was Pack v Buddy was the first sort of qualifying match. Then mm-hmm. it was Miro versus Ethan Page. Then it was Penta versus Malakai, and then it was just a New Japan bracket as well. Who do you think the New Japan ones are? I think I know who's in it. I think someone, someone on the internet was, was spouting that it already happened. Oh, possibly. Don't don't think this is gospel, but someone said it was Ishii. Oh really? I mean, if you even make the mirror, you know you want it. Yeah, I do want that, but I, I also see. I, I, in my head, I thought it was going to be Osprey, because then we'll get Osprey versus Pack. Oh, I mean that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, 
and you can get just throw me at the Kaimir on there to kick people. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I mean, it's it's not it's not like like you said, it's it's, it's below him, but I'd, I'd have loved for like a like an Akada or even like a Naito to, to be in there. Mm. Knight Ricky Starks keeps teasing and he's going to wrestle Naito. Ooh, okay. I'm, I'm fucking here for it if we get Naito versus Starks. Yeah. I mean, Ricky Starks, so I don't know if this belt's specifically to be contested by non Americans or whether it's just the way that the, the opening like, sort of tournament. Um, I was going to say, was there not an American in it, but there's none, is there? Ethan Page now lives in America full time, but he's definitely Canadian. Yeah. And Buddy Matthews also is an American full time, but he's he's an Aussie. He's absolutely Australian. <laughs> he, he's such an Australian man that Mad Max could be like his actual homeland. It could be his backstory. He he could be the like fucking the genesis of, of immortal. <laughs> That's just his retirement plan. Just go back and become a Morton Joe. He does he does have a uh, he does have a look of Mad Max about him, doesn't he? So I don't know. I don't know what they haven't announced anything about like the, the sort of the details of this belt. It, it, looking at the um, looking at the brackets of who's in the tournament, you're like, okay, this is the work rate belt. This is like the mid card. I see. We're just going to strap this on someone who's really good. I mean, you think Pac's the favorite because like the, the way he was booked so strong at the start of the, when the company first started. I, I feel like this belt is as work rate's a good way of describing it, but also there's a lot of people who everyone's like, why haven't they won a belt yet? Yeah. Like, I know Malachi is one people like, why isn't he one about you? Pack is. Why isn't Pack one about you? Put it on Pack and let him just... We, we, say, we say every week, strap up Ethan Page, give him some yeah. form of... Like, Put it on uh, Pack, though, and then just terrorise the Indies with it. Yeah, I, I, I quite like the idea of if it is like a proper, like... If it is like a travelling champion's belt, just have, have their champion, like... I, I, I'm sure Impact did it with some with one of their belts not that long ago. Where they, they had like someone win a belt and just go around and like wrestle on different indies with the belt and yeah. show like the match on an episode of Impact. I mean, I've got I've got my own like like theory. I don't think I don't think it will happen, but I'd, I think I've got a I've got a slight theory that there might be a bit of a trade going on here. I think this might go to the New Japan guy, which I don't know if they do it with the first champion, maybe not. But I think there might be a trade here where maybe New Japan takes this belt and maybe the IWGP titles come to. It's not a bad shout, but also, um, also the only issue with that is, is then that's I suppose New Japan have got like fucking a worse tag team division than WWE do at the moment. Yeah, it just gives. So they don't need that. They've got they've got the six man belts, haven't they? And like Bullet Club can fight for that and whatever. Yeah. But then you can send you can send Pac over to New Japan on like a crusade of vengeance to bring the belt back and you can just murder a lot of young lads. Oh, just, just get Pac versus Suzuki. <laughs> Pac versus who else? Who else is a nice little murdery boy? Pac versus Sabre would be interesting. Pac versus Shibata. Oh, daddy likes that. You know, unfortunately, they've already tele- they've already telegraphed a bit of what's going on here. So, like, Pac, obviously, Pac beats Buddy. We'll talk about the match in a, in a brief second. It's a, it was a very good match. Uh, we know for a fact the Lucha Brothers can't appear on Forbidden Door because of their association with AAA. Well, we don't know that for a fact. Well, it's being reported. So, you'd think, you'd, that. You'd think that gives Malachi a, a pass into the final. Mm, Andrew, well, this is the thing. Andrade said it. So, they, 
this where it's a bit of a murky area. So if the if that's the fa- fact that there's Triple A, FDR are the Triple A tag team champions right now, and they're fucking entrenched in a feud going into Forbidden Door. But they're not under Triple A contracts. Andrade and the Richmonds are. That's tr- that's true. And also, they haven't appeared with those belts for since Forbidden Door was announced. That's that's also true. Wouldn't be surprised if FTR lost those belts. Just, just to be fair, I Jackson think, Cash just fucking buried them in the desert. It's like fucking dig. I think FTR are meant to be defending this weekend at a Tuesday event. Oh, that's okay. So they like they could easily drop them. But you don't know. They could feasibly drop them on Saturday, and then that's that problem solved. Let me strap them up with some IWGP belts. Get them some real tag team champion belts. Beautiful. Uh, right then, should we talk about the match very briefly? Because it was a, I mean, it was everything. It was a banger. It was everything. I mean, this is a, this is a match straight from like the WrestleMania pre-show four years ago, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which is no bad thing because the matches they had, they had they were having then were phenomenal, and the matches they're having now are still phenomenal. Wait, was that wasn't this match? Well, they've, they've wrestled each other on like pre-shows and like for the cruiserweight championship and stuff like that, haven't they? No, um. When Buddy got involved in the cruiserweight title picture, it was because Pac walked out. Oh, was it? Sure yeah, well, enough. it was because Pac walked out, and then because Enzo got fired. Yeah, fair. And then Buddy had like that awesome feud with Mustafa Ali. Oh, was this was so when Pac was champion? Was that when Buddy was hanging out with Seth? No, when Pac was champion, Buddy was in NXT. Was he still in NXT? Oh, fuck me. I've got my I've got my timelines all mixed up. Well, Buddy Buddy was like one half of the tag team champions in NXT. Oh, uh, Blake and Murphy. Yeah. And then they split up, uh, and he was doing a whole like Murphy's Law thing where he was just unlucky. And that was a gimmick that he was unlucky. Oh, God. And everyone was like, What the fuck are you doing to Buddy Murphy? And then, like, he was doing the whole best kept secret thing. And that's when, like, yeah, got called up. Fair. I mean, yeah, it's there's too much shit in this match to even talk about it. It was everything you think a Packy Buddy Matthews match would be. Yeah, but it also felt like it didn't really scratch the surface, which was good because it yeah. it left me wanting for round two, but it didn't leave me wanting so much that I thought it was a bad match. I still think it was a fantastic match. Yeah, you think, yeah. Definitely... I do, I do, I like it to kind of like grow into an, a rematch down the line, maybe if Pac's like first offense or something. Well, yeah, if Pac becomes champion, who knows? Um, I mean, if this match at a pay per view, give it twenty minutes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just have them fucking kill each other. That'd be yeah. Um, there was a lovely oh, bit. Oh, wait, there was a lovely bit in Sorry, Malik. Packy Malachi. Yeah, we haven't had that yet. No, I mean, like I said, well, it, it, that, that one's been in WWE. It's so weird, isn't it? Like it feels like Death Triangle versus House of Black has gone on forever. Yeah. In other ways, we haven't really scratched it, like you said, haven't even scratched the surface of some of the matchups. They've they've only properly had like two matches as like where it's Death Triangle versus House of Black. And one of them was when Phoenix was subbed out for Redbeard. Yeah. Other than that, it's been Pac and Penta versus the Kings of the Black Throne. Which is also fine. Which is also fine. Uh, yeah. So then Matthews hit a fucking lovely lag around on Pac. Uh, then Pac just jumps up, hits a poison runner on, on Matthews, and then finishes up with the Black Arrow. What a beautiful, yeah. beautiful way to finish a match. Yeah, it was it was short and sweet. Um, that also that tornado DDT that packed into a fucking vile, <laughs> <laughs> busted in the best way. 
yeah, they were trying to kill each other. It was it was fucking lovely. It was a beautiful match. It was so, 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 so much fun. Uh, right then, next up, Eddie Kingston's backstage, calls out Jake Hager because he cost him a chance of being, in his own words, world's champion because he's so he's so New York and he can't say world. Well, no, world's champion is like the old school yeah. analogy of it, which really upsets Troy for some reason. <laughs> like, like, it's one of those things that upsets Troy that I'll never understand why it upsets him. <laughs> but he gets, um, he gets angry when it's like referred to as like the NWA World's Championship. So he calls out Hager for a match at Rampage, um, and that gets made official. Next up, Trent's <laughs> in the ring because it's National Best Friends Day, and he said his friends aren't there. Well, Rock- first of all, let's just address that his friends aren't there because Trent fucked off choking because Rocky came back. Yeah, true. Let's just let's just address the elephant in the room there. Call Chuck's, it as a Chuck's with the spooky bear, better. Chuck's now being trying to be a, is trying his hardest to be a spooky pair of it because all his friends left him. I love that. Like, they just had various segments on BTA with Chuck, like cutting people out of the best friends t shirt. <laughs> it's, it's always been like where his nipple is. So he's just sat there with like a t shirt with like two nipples, like cut out. Chuck Taylor was the best. I fucking love him. He cut you for us, didn't he? When you went left and then like he's all like, um... jolly. For some reason, we didn't get an episode of BTA yesterday, did we? Well, no, because Brandon got COVID, so he couldn't film. Oh, was that why? Yeah. It, 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 they basically just uploaded um, the entirety of the fan fest as a, as a special episode. And Brandon put, Brandon put a little intro on it saying that he had COVID, so he couldn't be at the show this week to film anything. So he just threw like the whole fan fest out instead. So there was something to watch. Couldn't couldn't he just do fucking old school and have Nick Jackson like pull his finger out and film? Nah, he's too Nick Jackson's too serious that like Nick, Jack, Nick Jackson's too big to film now. Nick, Nick Jackson's gone Hollywood apparently. Could have got knack and knack and knack and knack as well to do it. Could have. He's a fucking stooge. He's not doing anything at the moment. Um, yeah, so actually knack is in uh, Japan, isn't he? Is he in Japan? I know what the only thing he's I know. Been, he's he's uh, part of so <laughs> this is the most <laughs> Carney bullshit ever. AW <laughs> got to cash that. The DDT got Nakazawa back. <laughs> I know he's been doing the Japanese subtitles for um, AW when it's been airing on the New Japan Network. Yeah, it's been him, um, him commentating with various Japanese wrestlers as well. Oh, nice. He had he had Shingo Takagi on one. And Shingo was like enamored by Adam Cole Bebe, and he was like going, Shingo Takagi Bebe! Phenomenal. Yeah, you'll love to see it. Uh, yeah, so Trent's out. He said he had <laughs> friends with him. Rocky's not there. Uh, he says, Can FTR come out and make things right because they didn't they didn't lose the match the other week? So FTR come out and said, Yeah, you know, you're right. We didn't lose, but we didn't win. And we want to prove we're the best. So, you know, they would have given the match tonight. Rocky's in Japan. And then the court starts saying, oh, yeah, but you really should be mad at um, Jeff Cobb and Greater Khan. And then United Empire's music hit. But it's not those two guys. Well, Dax refers to Will Ospreay's little bitch boys and just completely yeah. like telegraphs it. And then, yeah, speak. It's like, like, like we said, like the, like the Perry Perry sorting circle. Um, Will Ospreay comes out. Yeah, instead of candles that had Jaeger bombs. <laughs> uh, Perry yeah. Perry the ring round and then the star was made the pentagram made out of cocaine with blue wicked scented candles Oof. god it's like fucking how Aaron would decorate his house he was allowed to choose things isn't it? Oh, if Aaron if Aaron was allowed to like decorate it would just be like you'd have a life safe you know like um, in Kenny's house he had that massive portrait of him and Don Callis 
Yeah. Aaron, just have one of him next to Will Osprey, like hugging or something. No, it'd be him holding Aaron Jr. <laughs> oh, God. That's upsetting. Yeah. It, it really is. <laughs> so Will Osprey comes out, and as he's sort of like distracting, um, holding him with attention, Aussie Open, Carl Fletcher and Mark Davis, ends up and take out everyone in the ring. Yeah, Aussie yeah. Open, they're all right, aren't they? They're a dirty tag team. Uh, uh, Aussie Open also, if you just to get excited about a PWG match on the next PWG show, are wrestling the Kings of the Black Throne for the uh, PWG tag team titles. Oh, baby. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll look forward to watching that in like nine months' time. If you want to see Kyle Fletcher getting shoot murdered by Bro King. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so they, they just lay them out and uh, United Empire stand tall. Uh, they set up, the, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it now, they set up a match from Rampage, don't they, which is Trent and FTR versus uh, Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. Yeah. Which, yeah, is fair. fair Aaron Hanari is also there. Aaron Hanari is also around for some reason. Don't worry about it. He's in the G1 this year, for fuck's sake. Oh, fuck off, is he? <laughs> Just like, trying to make him happen. Like, oh, okay. Why not? So next up, when Kyle O'Reilly's backstage, I love this, William Regal's basically begging O'Reilly to not fight Moxley. He's like, mate, he's going to fucking kill you. <laughs> I like the fact that you, Regal kind of like alluded to like the history with the Undisputed Era as well. Yeah. When he was like, Adam Cole, I've got nothing to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he basically, uh, he basically tells, um, tells O'Reilly to say goodbye to his wife, his child and his friends. He's like, fuck me. Yeah. Full blown there, the boy. Yeah, so that was fun. Uh, next up, then Adam Page versus David Finn. I mean, just what the fuck's up with this card, man? It's just there's too many bangers on this on this card. So I've not I've not seen David Finley wrestling singles matches before. I've only seen him as part of Finn Juice. Yeah, Christ alive, he can go. He was a really good pairing for Hangman as well because they were very, they work a very similar style, which is just smacking you really really hard. Yeah, I like the fact he came out with a shillelagh as well. Yeah, a little, um, a little tribute to his dad. A little, little nod to his daddy. So anyone anyone doesn't know, uh, David Finlay is, of course, the son of Fit Finlay. Brother of Hornswoggle. <laughs> Half-brother half of Hornswoggle, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's sad, isn't it? They wouldn't sign, WWE wouldn't sign David Finlay, but they, <laughs> they did say Finlay did have a son. In Canada, <laughs> in Canada yeah. He, he, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Um oh, Nice little moment of this match. Uh, hangman outside, grabbing a beer from a member of the crowd and having a little, little swig of it. You'd love to see it. Swig a beer for the working man. And then so what was, what was interesting as well was Adam Cole's on commentary for this match. Yeah, uh, which makes, makes you think there might be some sort of forbidden door implications here. I've heard of a forbidden door implication for this match. I mean, the, the, the fear is that it's not just uh, Adam Cole worms his way into whatever match Hangman's having when they do like a multi-man match. Well, the the rumour is that it's going to be a fatal four-way for the IWP t- uh, title. All right, so Jay White, Okada. Jay White, Okada, Ben Cole, and uh, Page. Yeah, well, all four versus each other. Yeah, that's what I mean. And that's, do you reckon that's going to start, like, the, the fracturing of the Bullet Club elite relationship? Possibly, if the... Uh, so, the only... If, fun fact for you, if that's the case, is... The only time that Kazuchika Okada has ever pinned Jay White in New Japan was um, when they went to Madison Square Garden. Right. And so Jay White, Yeah. And Jay White defended the uh, title 
in Ring of Honor's Supercard of Honor show with New Japan. All it takes, Jake. It's just one blade runner. One Rainmaker. Uh, so, yeah, really fun match, hard hitting, like loads of back and forth, like loads of really good reversals towards the end as well. They were both going for like, the big stuff, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I like the fact that even though Hangman should be portrayed as being like the threat, in the, like the bigger threat in the match. They still kind of like treated David Finley as a big deal, and also to the point where it was like, "Oh yeah, well he's he's largely an unknown for Hangman as a singles competitor." So, yeah, who knows? Yeah, that's it. They were, they were showing like Hangman can't scout this guy. He doesn't know what he's going to do. He doesn't know anything about him. He doesn't know how to approach this match, and it made yeah, him feel like, like he could. Have, it made him feel like he really could have pulled it off, but he didn't. Hangman hit him with a buckshot. Um, got Finlay down and yeah really really fun match um, it felt like a real treat didn't it and it was also a very convenient way as we uh, discussed later of keeping Hangman out of the um, the battle royal earlier in the show because he already had prior engagements yeah um, do you reckon so I, I was thinking about this a, a way for like a way for everybody to get on the card would be like to do like a battle royal to start do you reckon Finley's a good show for that yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. He got announced for the G1 as well, didn't he? He did, yeah. He's, he's, he's up for some, well, Juice is on the shelf, isn't he? So Finley's probably going to have a little bit of a singles run now. While, uh, well, they, they, they split up anyway. Oh, did they? Oh, fair play. Yeah, Juice joined Bull Club. Yes, he did, yeah. Uh, right, next up then. Um, oh, yeah, so the re- one of the reasons Cole's out there, basically um, Adam Page said he wanted an uh, IWGP championship match against Okada and Cole basically said, told the fuck off and said, you know what, you might not even be um, champion after Dominion. And spoiler, he isn't, because Jay White... Rock and fucking spoilers, they're the piece of shit. Jay White won the uh, won the title of him, so... Yeah. All right, then be, what would have been interesting there would have been if Paige had called out a car there and then Cole had said, well, actually, I want to face Jay White. Yeah. And then... Like they could have, they could have kind of done that where they can just do like an exhibition match of Cole of Page versus Akada yeah. and Cole versus Jay White for the title. All right, then next up, uh, Wardlow comes out, basically cuts a big babyface promo, said he doesn't want to win the interim title. He wants to wait until CM Punk's fifth comes back and he's going to fight him then. And he also said there's another title he wants, the TNT title. And then he basically said, yeah, also I know Scorpio's not 100%, so he wants to wait until he's healed up, so he's not going anywhere, he's here in all the wrestling now, he's going to wait for Scorpio to be 110%, and then he's going to bat him. Yeah. Um, what was interesting about this was Wardlow kind of alluded to what everyone was thinking, where, oh yeah, to get to get the TNT title out of this really shitty position, he put it yeah, in. Yeah, he literally said, that he said I, I want to take the TNT title and make it meet up again, basically. Yeah. I think that'd be good though if they get get the belt on Wardlow, give him like a reign similar to like Miro's. Yeah. Elevates the belt, elevates Wardlow. Just have him batter everyone, which would be nice. I'll have him drop it to Miro again and then we still remains in safe hands. So then Mark Sterling, proving he's the world's worst lawyer, basically appears on the screen and says that, don't forget, he served him documents last week. And if he won't face him in a court of law, then he can wrestle 20 men in an elimination match. Which. It, well, it's a handicap, handicap elimination, isn't it? Yeah, so it's basically a class action elimination match. So it's everyone named in the lawsuit is going to get a chance to fight Wardlow. That's going to be fucking 
chaos. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait for it. I'm actually really excited for that. Um, next up, the Hardys, the Young Bucks, are opening up tag team title shots. Christian came in with Jurassic Express, uh, offered them a triple threat ladder match. Uh, triple Boy seemed not up for it. Uh, it doesn't matter, though, because it obviously it's probably not going to happen now based on what just transpired. Unless you just make it a ladder match, like, between... Yeah, the unless you just do the Bucks V. But it, felt, it really felt like they were going to put the belts on the Hardys, yeah, but obviously they ain't going to happen now. So. It really... I mean, not, not to justify it, because I think Jeff should take all the time off he needs to get the help he needs. I don't. I don't think Jeff should be anywhere near wrestling right now. If he's, yeah. if he's in like that bad state with like his kind of demons, um, if this was WWE, he probably would have still fucking pulled the trigger. Yeah, I mean Jimmy used to got pulled over in the same week, won the fucking tag titles. True. Yeah. So, and again, not not to not to kind of make light of it either. I want to just I, I just want to say like. Yeah, Jeff should just take the time he needs. Yeah, to, I mean, they, they did a really good job with Moxie when he needed to go to rehab, didn't they? And like, hopefully. Yeah. And it, it's a shame because it did feel like they were going to kind of get that moment where like, almost like redemption because WWE had sort of like betrayed that Jeff had fucking fallen off the wagon. And when he was obviously like, when he'd obviously like passed his piss test and that, it was like, all right, well, yeah, WWE maybe. A little bit rash in the decision to to do that. So it's a shame that like now something has unfortunately happened with Jeff. Yeah. Um, when he, uh, as I say, it felt kind of like a redemption arc for him, where he's proven he could still go. He's proven that he was fine, and that what they were saying was untrue. Um. But yeah, just just get the fucking help he needs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up then Thunder Rosa versus Marina Shafir really good match like, quite a fun match yeah yeah Marina looked a lot better I mean, she, she's definitely gone a lot since we last saw her on TV mm-hmm. which was great um, and yeah. I think Rosa did a really good job here of just kind of being like a sympathetic baby face as well against a, a like much more physical opponent than she's usually used to yeah, have yeah they really let Shafir hit her like real hard didn't they um which is really good. Um, yeah. Loads of both women, loads both of women are fighters as well, aren't they? So. Yeah, yeah. So they, were, they weren't afraid to just guard each other, which was nice. bit more that route, but then obviously Thunder Rosa is a lot smaller than Marina. So Marina was just like beating the shit out of Well, it said a lot, didn't it, that um, Thunder Rosa ended up winning with a roll-up. She didn't win by overpowering Marina. She had to like yeah. her. Yeah, that's it. Um... And then we got like a, a little tease, uh, Shafir. It. What was cool was like Shafir gets back to her feet and she was pissed off after the match. And like Thunder Rosa was like celebrating. It looked like Thunder Rosa was going to turn around and shake her hand, I thought. Yeah. And Marina just kicked her in like the base of the skull. <laughs> um, and Tony Storm made the save. And we got like a little tease of that. That'd be, that'd be a really fun feud if you can kind of. I mean, they did that thing, didn't they? Where like Tony Storm picked up the title and like looked at it for a second, and then like handed it to Thunder Rosa. So that's all. That's like wrestling foreshadowing one hundred and one. Yeah, I, I think so. I, th- I think it's one of them, isn't it? It's a dream match, Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. I think that I, I want them to give it like a good build. Yeah, I don't should just throw it away on TV. They should be at the next paper. They should stop building it now. No, no, next um. 
Clash of the Champions or whatever it's called. Well, yeah, the, well, the next big thing. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd make all those at But I would, but I think Battle of the Belts is um, is going to be like the week after uh, for Bindle. Oh, fair. Okay. It's see. It seems like they're trying to make a week out of like Forbidden Door week because they've got Forbidden Door, then Blood and Guts. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, I'd like I'd like to see them kind of maybe I don't know. Like I, I feel like the route they're gonna go down is like it's just like oh yeah, I've got I respect you, you respect me, sort of things. Let's have a match. Yeah. I, I'd like it to kind of result in one of them, either ten heel or shown at least shown shades of grey. And I think the person I'd like to see do that is Thunder Rosa. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, but she's, I mean, she's already beloved, isn't she? But at the same time, she can sort of, yeah, be a little bit. When she first, she came, is. But if when, she, when, like, she, when she first came in, she had that like ruthless streak, didn't she? Like, I don't know, you know, so people I, back to that a little bit. Yeah, I, I think she is. But also, if there's the whole kind of, there's the, like the online speculation of uh, that she's unhappy with like the way she's being booked and the way she's being portrayed as champion allow some of that to bleed into like mm-hmm. into the character and turn it heel make it like make it like oh yeah I won the belt and like I'm not gonna like, oh yeah you want to give you want to give her TV time over me I'm gonna yeah. kick the shit out of her then then you can't yeah you want to make you make you're pushing like the other belt over my belt all this nonsense and yeah just have her be like really fed up and like sort of like stone coldish you know what I mean just like a bit a bit like a bit of a loose cannon yeah um, then we had a quick promo in the back with uh, Jade the Baddies, uh, Stokely, Big Stoke. Yeah, Big Stoke says that Statman is going to be taking on Red Velvet. Yeah. So um, speaking of things, the drawing out, I feel like they should draw out Athena and Jade. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> Athena's definitely got to be the person to dethrone Jade. Well, we're going to have Staten on the Jade again first, I think. Staten on the Yeah, I, I, I feel like that could be the case. Um, But yeah, I've, I've Jade kind of like just ducking her just to protect their streak. Yeah. Well, that's it. You've got you've got Stoker there now. You can like just bullshit around the Connie and like, you know, explain it away. So. Yeah. Stokely's Connie is full. <laughs> you see, I think you put up on Twitter and it was like, um, there was a note on my locker from Mark Sterling said, ask me why I was stealing his spot. And he said, I don't understand. There's plenty of parking spaces outside. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way he keeps putting pictures of him, Mark Sterling. Mark Sterling just looks genuinely annoyed. <laughs> uh, right, then we'll get into the main event. Uh, John Moxley versus Kyle O'Reilly. Winner goes to Forbidden Door for the AW Interim Championship. Um, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Just uh, remember when I said John Moxley was having a career year. Yeah, exhibit A. I still think Mox should be in the G one this year. Well, got sour news for you. Just have him. What? Bad news for you. He ain't. Yeah, just just have him babadook somebody out in <laughs> fucking G one and he'll replace him. Just have him come in and kill. Like I know Aaron Hanary. <laughs> just have him come in and kill Aaron Hanary and be like, right, it's Mina. Just, just have Mox come and do a bad mid run, Aaron Hanair. There we go. <laughs> I mean, this match was phenomenal, wasn't it? And it's, um, it's a, we, we've talked about a couple of times now when Mox wrestles, is he somehow manages to make whoever he wrestles look amazing. Yet at the same time, absolutely killing him. 
yeah, yeah, he's got a really good um, kind of knack for while pulverizing people, making them still believably feel like they could upset them, yeah. but they probably won't. But they could. Early in the match, like Kyle was going big on the knees, like horrible dragon screws, like mad kicks. Yeah, like all nonsense. Uh, and Kyle put some put some there was some moments there was some moments where like Kyle caught Mox for like a submission out of nowhere, and like you got the feel you're like oh shit this could this could do it here. The the best part of that though was like you could see Moxley was just look he looked more inconvenienced than unhappy that it <laughs> unhappy that this was happening than like 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 say for example he's about to go to work and he spills a bit of coffee on his white shirt yeah like, oh, also, got to change, that change now. <laughs> yeah um, it was more like that than like. Oh, my knee's like getting torn into fucking ribbons by this horrible submission. It's it, like he just, it's like just looks at his knee. It's like, well, I don't really. I mean, I'd like it. I'd like it to work, but I don't need it to work to beat you. It's like, yeah, I like. It's, the like, fact it's, like, it's like you know when you shoot the Terminator with a shotgun and like half his face just disappears and he just looks a bit disgruntled and then he just grows back. Yeah, it's like kind of like that. I, I like the fact that Mox was doing the old Danielson stomps as well at one point. Yeah, he busted I mean, them out. Uh, my favourite moment of the match, and I think I think everyone enjoyed it when Moxie had the sleeper on, and then Kyle bit the rope to break it, and then Moxie just drops the sleeper on, just kicks the rope as hard as he can. Oh, that was horrible! <laughs> that was horrifying. Moxie's a nasty man. Oh, he's a bad human being, but I love him. And there was a moment I think Regal explained it really well. Was it Regal explained it? Where Mox was looking for a gox style power driver. And he tried yeah. it, and then Kyle reversed it, like using the using Mox's arms to reverse it into a submission. So that when Mox went for a power driver later in the match, he didn't do a gox down when he just did normal. Yeah, uh, he, was, those, he was like, right, well, he counted it last time, so I'll just do a different move this time. There was a really good bit as well early in the match uh, where like Mox was like kind of like taunting O'Reilly and got O'Reilly to fire up on him, and Regal was going like on commentary, oh, I think this is a bad idea, John. Don't think you're gonna want to do that again. <laughs> and then, like Mox, like Moxie, like bleeding up the mouth. He go, and then, like he's like, so he's not going to allow him to do that again. That's probably annoyed him. <laughs> and yeah, so there was a really cool uh, bit towards the end where they just beat the shit out of each other, and like both drop down to a knee. Moxie locked in the bulldog choke. He already sort of wiggled out, but then Moxie went straight into the regal knee, which was a nice touch. And then, I enjoyed that. And then a hellacious death rider. Or the high angle paradigm shift uh, to give him the win. That's right, that's the boys. Uh, yeah, I mean, did, did did you did you think at any point that Moxie wasn't going to win this match? Um, part of me did, yes, because I thought, well, it'd be interesting to see. It'd be interesting to see because Kyle O'Reilly seems to be getting pushed real hard. Yeah, but John Moxley and, is John Moxley, though. But John Moxley is John Moxley. Um. But as soon as like it was like John Moxley versus the winner of Battle Royals, like that's like literally sending a lamb to the slaughter. <laughs> it's just like running into a buzzer. You just don't want yeah. to do it. Like, oh yeah, let's have this person wrestle a fucking battle royal against 20 other guys and then like face the actual fucking death in the fucking face. Your prize is that John Moxley will fucking kill you in like 90 minutes' time. Yeah. And they've got that mental trauma of knowing that they're coming face to face with that. And- Waiting for you at the end of the tunnel. So yeah, another really excellent dynamite. And considering like how quickly they had to put this together when Punk like got injured. Yeah, I mean it's it seemed like they did it 
pretty much over the episode of Rampage last week, didn't it? Yeah, and they definitely handled it about as well as they could. It was, it was the ring action was phenomenal. Um, before, yeah. we, before we move on to Rampage, uh, any highs on those, Jay? Um, I think my high has got to be Mox versus O'Reilly. It was just really enjoyable, really fun match. Um, I don't think I had a low. Fair. No, I didn't. No, I think everything everything progressed stories like it needed to. Um, that there wasn't anything really that didn't feel like it needed. It didn't need to be there. Uh, I really enjoyed the Battle Royal because, as we've said, AW smashed Battle Royals, but that Mox O'Reilly match was just great. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say the same. I mean, it just it, it's it's a boring answer, but fucking hell, that was like that could have been a pay per view main event. Yeah, a match, a match of that caliber, like it was phenomenal. Uh, the sure only, it will be at some point. Oh god, yeah. The only thing I could possibly possibly give a down for, and it's a it's not even like a match. It was just Eddie Kingston getting eliminated from the battle royale. Maybe maybe do a sad. So by that's Hager fair. as well, by Hager as well, which hurt. Yeah, that's fair. But on, on a show where everything was like an eight, like the main event was like a nine, like it was, it was one of them. So sort of yeah, pretty, pretty much. That's a really good way to describe it. Um, yeah, really, really fun episode. Right then, we'll bounce along to Rampage, baby. Uh, speaking of Eddie Kingston and Jake Hager, here we go. Um, this is basically just. I mean, with all due respect, this is Eddie Kingston dragging Jake Hager to the best match possible, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it was a really like good match. Yeah, because again, Eddie Real Kingston, hard Kingston just goes to that point where now he's like, okay, we'll just we'll just do basically like punching the match. King Kingston was just like, okay, let's just do like this all Japan style match. Yeah. You can be Tawe because you're bigger than me. I'll be Kawada because why the fuck not? Like Hager was like clubbing Kingston across the back, locking in arm bars. Uh, Kingston was again continues to be like one of the most over people in AW. Oh man, he's he's like the closest thing AW got to like actual Stone Cold Steve Austin in the nineties at this point. Yeah, or Eddie Guerrero in like the year like two thousand and three, two thousand foot like two thousand three. Yeah, two thousand three was when he won the belt. Wasn't it? Yeah. No, 2004. 2004. Uh, I mean, Kingston kicks out of the Hager bomb, um, gets out of the ankle lock, hits an exploder on Hager, which is damn impressive for a guy, you know, who's not the strongest. Yeah. Which was awesome. Um, big moment where Kingston's in the ankle lock, and I got the fear that he was tapping. Like, please don't let Eddie tap the ankle lock. Please don't let Jake Hager tap Eddie out. My heart can't take it. <laughs> but then... Um, Kingston turns a top rope situation into a powerbomb, hits a hurricane, hits a second hurricane, and then that's it. He just, hey, he's just dead at that point because he just knocked him the fuck out, basically. Didn't even need to hook the leg. No, he didn't hook the leg, and that was everything to me. Like, yeah, you fucking lie there, Hager. Yeah, you piece of shit. <laughs> so, yeah, fun match. A uh, little slower, a little bloody here and there, but I think it told a really good story, and they did just beat the piss out of each other, which was fun to see, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Had a good good old time. Yep. 
Um, right. Next up then, Tony Schiavone was backstage with Britt Baker, Rebel and Jimmy Hayter. Um, Britt said she was distracted by Tony Storm on Dynamite, who did touch her own heart, championship belt. Uh, Baker said, basically, basically, Baker just having to go to Tony Storm, trying to skip her and go right to the top to challenge for the title. And so basically, Baker saying, if you want to get to the title, you've got to go through me first, basically. I mean, to be fair, Tony's not beat Britt. No. So, yes. what was interesting about that was Britt was saying it was someone from Team DMD who's going to be the next champion. Now, hear me out here. I'm going to, get, I'm going to put my uh, Booker's hat on. How are you booking Rebel as champion? Wow. Well, <laughs> no, I, I think that Jamie Hayes is going to become number one contender at some point down the line. And Brit's going to cost her, and that's how we're getting to Britain Hayter. Oh, nice. Okay. Because we've been close a while. Like, even the teasing during the, um, the Owen tournament where Brit was like, one of us. Would you also accept the Randy Orton evolution scenario where Jamie Hayter wins a title? And then Brit beats the shit out of him. Yeah, I'd I'd accept it. Because um, I would rather have Jamie Hayter even briefly have a world title match, a world title reign, turn her face, turn like Brit can take the belt off her, and then Tony Storm take the belt off Brit. You see how well I would like that. Um and then and the, the sort of the, the, the end game of this is the Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter form a tag team and go on to just murder everybody. Or oh, murder girls. Yeah. Oh, I do like the Mary Girls. Um, yeah, while I'd, while I'd like that, I think I think the kind of key to them building the women's division up is keeping Brit away from the title picture. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like something that might, might have to happen. Brit's got big, like Charlotte Flair energy at the moment, and not in the not in the cold like the way I'm, I mean, but you know what I mean. Like I mean, she's just she's been too. Associated with the main event scene of the women's title, Brit Brit is basically like the equivalent of the four horse women, or just all, all in one, all in one though in yeah. AEW. But there isn't anyone else because Brit's probably Brit was probably like the most natural star they had. Well, she's had all the time and she's had all the build and she's all like everything around the whole women's division for the last like eighteen months has been designed mm-hmm. to make Brit look as good as possible and it's worked and she she looks great and she's fantastic but now they need like you say they need to get like the Jamie Haters the Ruby Riots the Tony Storms like up to that top level now yeah I think they've got I mean personally I think the person who should dethrone Thunder Rosa should be Jay Cargo yeah and give her like a fucking Bruno Reign with the belt so have her lose to Ember or to Athena, and then just have a have cut of promo, promo saying like she didn't care about that belt anymore. She wants a bigger and better thing. She's it's time to go to the women's world championship. Well, I I think what she could do is say that she was like say she'd beat everyone, but obviously before she faced Athena, hmm. and be like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna unify the TBS title with the women's title. Have Athena beat her for the women's title, and then uh, sorry the TBS title. And then have Jade just they could they could even do it where it's like um when Brody squashed Cody and it was just shocking yeah. where they, they can have it where Jade's kind of showing like a bit of doubt in her mind about whether she can beat Thunder Rosa. Um 
I've I've booked Thunder Rosa so strong that like I mean she every, already beat, she already beat Thunder Rosa last time because Mercedes nailed her with a exactly they they can play that into it yeah uh, have have Thunder Rosa go on such a tear that like Jade starting to like really doubt it like well not that, not Jade doubting herself everyone else is doubting whether Jade can do it mm. and then just have Jade like squash Thunder Rosa in like three minutes. Yeah. And then just hold that belt for fucking the longest time. That's yeah. our book. Right, okay. Then after that, we had a really good Ortiz promo. Um, little verbal thing. Ortiz, is, he's, he's in the... Um, he, he's clearly been, like, taking pointers of Eddie Kingston. I'm not like, in passion for him. It was very Eddie Kingston promo from Ortiz. And Santana. And Santana. Yeah, you need to book company for when it comes to promos. Uh, I want to heavy hair match, which is on next week's Dynamite. Uh, next up, then we had the debut of Satnam Singh and accompanying Jay, well, team with Jay Lethal against some jobbers who were, it says here were Matt Fitchett and Davey Vega. I don't know if we got them. Um, they are the tag team besties in the world, I believe. Oh, right. Cool. They're pretty good. They I wrestled. Mean, Wrestled Danhausen in his return match. Oh, nice. They didn't have a lot to do here. Like, um, Singh was in quite quick and basically bodied everyone, didn't he? Um, Singh looked really good, actually. He did a, he was very agile for a big man. I was about to say, for a guy his size, especially when you look at, um, at, at all the guys of like his kind of size and stature, like Carly, is the obvious comparison. Well, I was going to say the two that come to mind immediately are uh, Carly and Omos. Um, and he, even like, because um, obviously he's a former basketball player, like mm. Jan Gonzalez was as well. I was going to say, please don't say Jan Gonzalez, but there we go. <laughs> he had the mobility of like a fucking bus, like trying to go across fucking Frozen Lake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, he's no, he's no Dante Martin, but he looked surprisingly good in the ring. No, but it, like he looked agile, which was one thing that I was kind of concerned about was how agile is a guy this size going to look. A lot of people uh, who have been training him have said like people are going to be really surprised by what he can do. I mean, if he if he continues to show like put out shows like this, I think they've got a future star on the hands. Yeah, uh, I was. I, I think they did a really good job protecting him, but I was really impressed with what I saw. I, I also liked how he had Wonder Billion on his uh, trunks as well. On his leggings. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I liked cool. his gear a lot. Yeah. It was real nice. Um, so, yeah, he, he holds up, he basically batters both fellas up and then holds he them up. He had that really nice crossbody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like Butcher style where he just like turned like a Tetris piece and just like just yeah. slammed him. It was lovely. Hopefully, Big Butch taught him that one. Um, so yeah, lethal, lethal tags in. Singh holds both men up. So lethal hits. Even lethal's shitty finisher. You can throw Singh hold the blow for him. That's how bad it is. He hits a double lethal injection and uh, pins for the win. So yeah, I, I like the, I like the fact though as well they're protecting him by putting him in a group. Yeah. So they can be like have him have him do like all the like so not all the heavy lifting, but you know have him do like the big power spots. Yeah. Lethal just hit his finisher as like a bit of a shit house and make it seem like Satnam's done more than he actually has there. Yeah. 
Uh, right, next day, next up, let's see nose backstage. Oh, he did also hit a really nice razor's edge after as well. Yes, uh, so let's let's see nose backstage for Hookhausen uh, as the <laughs> as she's looking for him to interview them. Danhausen appears out of nowhere on a golf cart. He said, um, basically, because they won at the pay per view, they both went and got new cars. In his own words, PT Cruises or something. Yeah, I mean that that's that's Danhausen's um, Danhausen's sign of success is people get a PT Cruiser and a bag of money. And yeah. a blimp. Um, and so Lexi asks where Hook is, and Danhausen drives off, and then Hook ends up in his own car. But it's a little bit more pimped out. It's a little bit more like sort of cool. It's got like extra features. Yeah, well, Danhausen's was literally like looked like he'd stole it off like a golf course. Yeah, and then Hook's was like it had like camo pings. It was it was like a longer one. Looked like it had rims on that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> you got the you got the, the like the executive package on his one. Yeah, I I really really love this like whole presentation of Hookhausen. I know I know it's been a bit divisive. See, people it, are going to complain that they're now using they're ruining Hook's character, and I'm doing the finger quotes here. So. Mm, Hook didn't but, really have a character. Like this is giving him a character. See, I like I like the whole I like the whole presenting this Hook presenting Hook as like. The cold hearted handsome devil, where he was just coming out with killing people. That was great. But you can only do that for so long. Like, there needs to be something behind that. Yeah. And also, it means when Hook eventually turns on Danhausen, they've got an instant fucking heel on the hands. Yeah. And Danhausen because, will be right off babyface. Yeah. Because all it took was Hook, like, refusing to shake Danhausen's hand and, like, pushing him over and people were booing Hook. That was the first time Hook's been booed. Yeah. Yeah. Hook's, like, Hook was over his rover. You could argue, like maybe he should have struck while the iron was hot with Hook, but I'd maybe like put him in the TNT title picture because he was that over. What if he come out in the battle row? Oh fuck, he would have got a monster pop in that battle row. That would have been so good. But, like I was thinking about this earlier today. Like he didn't have to win. You could have like Ricky Stark, not reading Ricky Stark. You, you could have Ricky Stark take him out. Like that would be interesting, wouldn't it? I, I think I think the thing with Hook is is that they they don't want to rush him because he's still relatively new to the business. Yeah. And while he's very good, it, it I think it's quite smart that they're like limiting his exposure. They're not they're not putting him in like any lengthy matches. They've paired him with Dan Housen, who's quite an experienced wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's allowing it's allowing Hook the time to develop as a wrestler. And learn like the fundamentals because he's great at doing that Taz style squash match. Yeah. Because it's probably in his genetics. But I like that I like that they're giving him the time to then grow as a character, grow as a wrestler. But I was gonna still... say you have you've got to take him slowly from where he is now, which like you say mm-hmm. he's a really good like take squash guy. You've got to take him yeah. where he is now to the point where you can put on like a 20 minute bagger. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to do what WCW did with Goldberg, where they basically kept having him just squash people. So when it was called upon him to have like a 25, 30 minute match, he couldn't do it. Yeah, you want to have like they've done the same with Wardlow, where Wardlow was squashing people, and then gradually getting more and more ring time, more and more ring time. Yeah, you get the feeling like they're going to start building. It's like like this match next week is going to be a little bit longer. All right, it's going to send guys flying, but it's going to be like a fifteen minute match. Yeah, and I think I think when he has the rematch with Scorpio, whenever that inevitably will yeah, be, yeah, that'll go. That'll be a long. Even down the line, has the rematch with MJF. 
Yeah. It's not going to be like a five-minute squash match like it was. It's going to be a lot longer, a lot more time to kind of allow Wardlow to do his thing. I think it's 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 smart, though. Like, that's one thing where, obviously, there's the comparisons between AEW and WCW. There's always going to be. Um, but that's one mistake WCW made that AEW seemingly aren't. Yeah. I agree with it. I'm very happy about it. Uh, speaking of people going along really well, next up then, we had Red Velvet versus Tristan. And fuck me. Like, if you, this match a year ago... I'm going to say... This match a year ago would have done a lot for me, but fuck me, these, these women killed it. This match a couple of weeks ago didn't go this hard. No. Like, this, this for me... Velvet's best match that she's had in AEW. Oh, easily, easily, yeah. But she looked, she looked tremendous in this match. Yeah, it was it was really really good fun. Um, like really good stuff. Like loads of really good moves. Like they, they worked really. I know they've they've worked a lot together, but they, they really had that chemistry down. Like I thought everything they did looked really good. Yeah, I like the fact that they had um, they had the uh, Red Velvet kicked out of the. Big Bang Theory um, and uh, I think he, Chris kicked out of the Just Zets. yeah it, it, it added like that kind of dimension to the story where it was like oh yeah they know each other that well they, they can kick out each other's finishes yeah the crowd was super into Statland this year is so over now like I mean you can tell like when um, Ruby Beater got booed like, like oh shit they've got something with Statland here now like they really have I think to be fair though, I think they had something with Statlander when she first debuted, and yeah, but then she, the she, she, she was she was away for so long that it just sort of bled away all that momentum, didn't it? Yeah, I, I feel the thing the thing with Statlander now is I feel like she's ready to be given a belt, but at the same time, the champions aren't ready to lose the belts. Yeah, so it's a bit of a it's a bit of an unfortunate situation. Like it's just bad she's timing, in the right place at the wrong time. Hmm? Just bad timing. Yeah, she's in the right place at the wrong time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, super super fun match. Um, uh, Statlander eventually wins with what they now call it was a big bang theory now called Friday Night Fever. Yeah, that's a terrible fucking name. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's change that. I mean, it was on Rampage. It was Friday Night, so. It was, but also, like, it doesn't fit with her character. No. So after the match, uh, Kira Hogan attacks Statlander, sends her outside, Carl hit it with a kick, Anna Jay runs out to even the odds, uh, takes out um, Kira Hogan with the Queen Slayer, uh, Revella takes her up from behind, then a Athenian's music comes out, she tries to help, but the referees appear out of nowhere and hold her back. So yeah, again, we're just building towards this, like, three-on-three, aren't we? The, the exact two, like, sort of groups, sort of clashing. Yeah, I I think with this they should keep them as far apart as possible till all out. Well, they're doing a very good job, aren't they? Of not letting Athena and Jade touch each other, which again is is smart. Yeah, I think. I mean, realistically, all out's what two months away. Yeah. Well, mate, two and a half months. All they need to do really is just keep them away for a few more weeks. Just keep teasing it, keep teasing it. Have Jade ducking it. They. They could have it where Athena in like a multi-person tag match or some, something. Athena hits the uh, eclipse or whatever she's calling it these days. Um, Fourth and race. 
Is it? Is she actually gone for that? I think that's what they're calling it. Yeah. I'm fucking. How fucking smart am I, mate? <laughs> I said that age ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they could have it where, like, say they're doing like a six woman in a tag match. Um, have Athena hit Jade w- with it. The referee be knocked out or like distracted. Athena have a pinned for three, but obviously referee's not there, and then lose like lose the match. Yeah. Because of that, that's the way you do it, and then that's that's like ups the momentum. But yeah, I think I think they've got it kind of bubbling nicely at the moment, where it's not moving too fast. I think Jade should continue to dodge her and just beat like not not shit people, but you know, just beat all the people. But you can have a good start because what's Jade's Thirty-two, I know. Okay. Something like that. It's in the low 30s. But yeah, you can have a take on Statlander somewhere down the line. Like have Statlander take Jade to the limit. That'd be really nice. And then like a really good, really long match. That'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah. Loads of false finishes. Right, next up then. Remember Ethan Page and how awesome he's at promos. Well, yeah, here's Ethan Page. Couldn't have really oh, awesome we got we got a reminder of that banging Miro fucking vignette. Yeah. But then, that was um, fucking... Ethan Page cuts a promo and says, unlike Miro, the only person he believes in is himself. The only person he looks up to is himself, and not his god, not a god like Miro. And then he looks down the camera, and like those Ethan Page, like intense eyes. Like next Wednesday, you pray for me. It's like, oh, oh man, I can't I, wait for that. Man. I know Miro's probably gonna win, but Jesus Christ, I can't wait for that match now. That's gonna be a good old class fight, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's gonna be so good. Underrated class page. Um, right then, which. Mark Henry ready for the interviews. Um, Will Osprey does a really good job of introducing Aussie Open, which is really nice because people might not be too familiar with who they are. It's a nice little bit mm-hmm. of information for people there. Uh, Trent really got a little bit from Trent where he's like, Yeah, I never thought I'd see you in AW. And you know what? I've never liked you. Yeah. Will Osprey is just, he's just good at like coming across as a scumbag, probably because he had one. But, I was going to say, good um, coming across. Yeah, but to people who don't know, he's a piece of shit. Does a good job of portraying himself as well. Yeah, and then there we are, the main event: FTR and Trent Beretta versus Will Ospreay, Carl Fletcher, and Mark Davis. With Aaron and Ari, and Ari's also there. Yeah, and Ari with his uh, mustache there. Stop trying to make Aaron and Ari happen. No, I mean this match. Please, no. This match. 100% absolutely fucked. It was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. It's like comfortably the best match on Rampage for me. But yeah, it was, a, <laughs> it was one of them where I was like, oh, United Empire just don't really do it for me. Aussie Open do. I really like them. I like Jeff Cobb. O'Connor, I'm, I'm enjoying because of his, his tour of Vegas. His Vegas antics. Yeah. Um, everyone else in it, not so much. Who else is in it? Will Ospreay, uh, TJP, oh, oh. Um, yeah. Aaron Haneri, um Francesco Akira, who's decent, to be fair. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's generally like Cobano, the two tag teams, Cobano Khan and Ozzy Open are like the ones I'm here for. Yeah, just give me more Jeff Cobb all of the time. 
Yeah. Yeah, this this match was great. I mean, FTR are just the best workhorse tag team in the business, aren't they? In terms of like just putting in the putting in the hard yards. Oh, like I, I really, really want FTR versus Aussie Open though. Yeah, just fuck Trenton. I, I mean, I, respectfully, fuck Trenton Osprey off taking some single shit. Just let these guys go 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I, I get the impression we're probably going to get a four-way. Uh, I said this to you yesterday. Um, Kobano Khan versus um, FTR versus Rapongi versus uh, Aussie Open. All the belts on the line. Yeah, do it. I enjoy that. That'd be nice if they remember, like way back in the day in WWE, they did a triple threat for it was when Kurt Angle was the European and it's kind of champion. And it was a. Two- it was the triple threat balls match. Yeah, and the first four was for the Intercontinental title, and the second four was for the European title. That'd be good. However, like I don't think anyone ever kicks out of the tour of the islands. Yeah. True. That, that, that's just like dead to right if somebody eats a tour of the islands off your car. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you like to say, super, super, super fun match. I mean, it, there was so much action in it. It was, it was everyone just doing what they do best, wasn't it? It was like FTR doing cutting the ring off, doing awesome tag stuff. Like you say, carrying like the hard yards of the match. Will Osprey was just flying all over the place, being a scumbag. Trent was just. A man possessed. He is just he just basically come back from his injury, hasn't he? Like, I'm just gonna do like the most New Japan style shit I can do, like in every match now. Yeah, my next built my, my next been rebuilt, built is stronger than ever. Let's put that to the test. It, like, like I said to you, what we said on the podcast a while ago, it's like Trent's testing out his neck the way you'd like test drive a carpet drag into a brick wall. Yeah. Um, he's just he's like, see what these airbags can do. I'm like, fucking hell. Yeah, I, I think the all the teams here really gelled well. Yeah. It was a bit weird for me. Obviously, Will Ospreay's a very big name. It was a bit weird for me that he didn't win his first AEW match. Um, I, know, I, I know he didn't take the pin, but it was a bit... Well, you're making a big old, big old deal about Will Ospreay for people who don't know who Will Ospreay is. Not only did he not win, also Cash kicked out of the Oscutter. Yeah, the Oscutter isn't his finisher, though. True. So that's fine. Plus, the Oscutter got tainted when fucking Sammy and Cody started using it. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, the Cody cutter. No. No one needs a Cody cutter ever. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was interesting because, like, Let's just well, let's talk I, about the finish because I, I was a little, I was a little surprised as well because uh, Trent wins it with a strong zero on off, on uh, Kyle Fletcher. Yeah, which I didn't see coming until it happened. Well, he hit it and it looked like Osprey and um, Mark Davis were both getting in the ring. Yeah, but they just didn't quite make it in the time. Yeah, well, uh, FTR took out uh, Osprey, didn't he? Yeah, although didn't Osprey jump onto FTR? He'd, no, Osprey, he did, he Osprey, Osprey, Osprey jumped over the top to take out FTR, but they all took each other out basically, didn't they? It sort of, yeah, it sort but of then neutralized. Like falling in the ring, FTR pulled him off. Ah, right, okay. But then Mark Davis was just kind of milling around. 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was, um, it, was a really, it was a really fun match. And as, as people said, like, just the spectacle of Will Ospreay in an AW ring is just something else now. And it? it's just that's a, that's a tourist tracking by itself. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I I mean, obviously, you said you you believe that Ishii is going to be in the final. I, I would have thought Osprey could have been a shoe in to Osprey, win the all. I mean, Osprey makes sense, doesn't he? Because he's, he's that sort of like, because he's the, well, he's also the IWGP US champion now because he won that at the uh, at Dominion. And he's the Rev Pro British champion. Really? I couldn't tell me. He didn't come out with a massive fucking belt on his waist. Sorry. <laughs> The only, the only reason he's got it is because he got sick and he couldn't wrestle Suzuki. Yeah. Otherwise, that would ripped out and pulled out with cold, dead hands. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, um, uh, that's Rampage. Yeah. Before we, before, we have got yeah. one or two questions before we get into them. Do you want to give me your highs and lows, please? Um, I, did, I did have a low. Uh, my low was the Brit promo. I just thought it was a bit pointless. Okay, yeah. Didn't really. It literally just felt like a way to kind of shoehorn Brit onto TV and they were like, oh, fuck, yeah, we've not got Brit on top. Let's just quickly get her on. Got to put that um, back on TV, mate. See how much they cost. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, my high was the six-month tag. Really fun. Yeah, fair. really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, again, I'm going to be boring and I'm going to fit the same as you again. Uh, the six man tag, I mean, obviously, it was the best match on the card, wasn't it? It's probably the best match on both shows if you're being if you're that your sort of thing. Uh, and I'm not yeah. going to have I'm not uh, going to have a low because I'm not a negative man, so it's fine. Uh, my, my, I say that. It was me nitpicking, but it was yeah. just, it, it just feel like it was right. kind of shoehorned in there. To carry on the theme, I'll say my low was the bit where it looked like Hager was going to tap him to put the envelope, because that gave me an actual fear. That that did give me a, a lot of the fear. Yeah, so no more. Next time, next time Kingston fights Hager, squash matches only, please. Not good for my heart. Yes, yes please. Uh, right, question time then. We've got a couple. Uh, so... Good friend of the podcast, Joe, occasional contributor uh, from Hallmark of Greatness and Derek Vince. Uh, he asks, since agreeing to Forbidden Door, has AEW become cursed by the same vengeful spirit that seems to haunt the New Japan belts? Obviously referring um, to Punk being injured and Scorpio Sky announcing that he has a slight injury as well. Um, did, they, did they show that weird butterfly belt on, on AEW programming? Is that what's happened? Does it transferred over from there somehow? The witch, that weird, the, like, the, the, the new butterfly belt that looks shit that everyone's got the properties touched it, except for a card. Yeah, because a card is like immune to it. A card doesn't like a card doesn't fear curses, curses fear a card. Yeah, a card approved that gods don't bleed. Um, I don't know. I think, I think, um, I think when you think of if from a logical standpoint in the sense that Punk and Scorpio, two guys who are over 40, mm. they've been going very hard recently. You could say it was a matter of time. It's almost like having a really deep roster is a really good thing because if your top guys go down, you can just swat all the people in. Yeah, I said this to Troy on the news actually uh, last week that it's a, it's 
it's one of the things where AEW having that like bloated roster that people go on about is good because they can just like go, all right, this is our new main event scene for the next four months while these these guys are injured. Yeah, all right, we've just got Moxie here ready to go. And we're probably gonna put the probably gonna put the belt on and it's gonna be fine. So you're just gonna, yeah, like gonna, gonna bonus Moxie's out of ring, which is just gonna be a wonderful time in it. So Yeah. And then it's gonna get settled by Moxie vs. Pump. Which again, we'll fuck. Uh, right, then we've got a few from Sarah. I'll do these like a sort of rapid fire. Um, quick one who's losing hair tomorrow? Uh, Jericho should, but I've got the fear that Ortiz will. I need, I need to move Jericho. Jer- Jericho should because like he's fighting a losing battle at this point. I mean, I saw him like this week and I was like, oh, he's real thin up there. Like, that, that's not going to be that's not going to be as big a sacrifice as a lot of people think it is. I mean, he, he had he had big Terry Funk energy in Anarchy at the Arena. Yeah, you're, um, having, to, you're having to use uh, so it wasn't careful camera cuts to make sure you didn't see his huge balls, but yeah. I mean, no, no level of on phone Photoshop's going to cover that up, is it? I mean, it is a bit unfair because like eagles protected on and don't want to get rid of the nest. You know, it might be. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but you know, there's there's plenty of others. It's fine. Uh, oh no, this is still there. It's fine. Nest in his head. It's no problem. Um, Hangman yeah. versus who? Vinder. I I still think. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we, we kind of speculated on it before. Um, I think if they want to put Hangman in the world title picture, do a fatal four-way. You However... Cole, you think Cole Worms are in there? Oh, yeah. Cole's... Cole fucking... Cole's fucking kiss arse and uh, Jay White anyway, saying, well, what if Jay White's the champion? Mm-hmm. Jay White's going to get... I, I like I like this idea of Cole running around like trying to make it seem like he's Hangman's like big rival when obviously it's Kenny. Yeah, um, I I think that it could be. As I say, there's there's many ways you can go. You can do a fatal four way. You can do a triple threat. Um, they could do Hangman versus Jay White and Cole versus Akada. Yeah, they could do Jay White versus Cole and Hangman versus Akada still. Uh, I, I think whatever they do, we're in for a treat. I think it's going to be a combination of those four men in some capacity, whether it's, I would say, if it is a triple threat and Akada's not involved, I'd, I'd be more intrigued to see who Akada faces. Yeah, fair. In, in all honesty, like I'd, I'd genuinely be more intrigued if if that's the case and it's like, We've got a triple threat of, um, of like Hangman and Jay White and Cole. Then I'd I'd struggle to think who Wakanda would face, but at the same time, I'd be quite excited about it. Mm. I'd imagine it would have probably been Mox had a uh, had um, Punk not got injured. Um. Last one from Sarah, who is facing Osprey at Forbidden Door? Well, you've, you've sort of dis- we've discussed this a bit as well, haven't we? Yeah, I would have liked to have seen Pac versus Osprey. Um, Swerve was teasing a match with Osprey at Forbidden Door a while back. Like, pretty much when it first got announced, Swerve was teasing the match with Osprey. And I think that'd be a really good match. Um, part of me wouldn't be surprised 
if he wasn't in the All Atlantic one. Obviously, there's the rumor that it's going to be issue. Uh, I mean, I've got, I've got nothing. I've got nothing to confirm that. Just so you're aware. Oh, yeah, no, but just rumor in it. Um, and we want Ishii versus Miro at least. Oh wait, hang on, I've got something here on Wrestling Inc. Bear with me, bear with me. This is this is hot news. Uh, New Japan will run two qualifying matches for the Atlantic Tournament as part of the New Japan Road Tour, with both matches taking place on the tour's June twentieth stop in Corrigan Hall. The qualifying matches will see Tomoki Hanoma take on New Japan Strong Regular Clark Connors and Suzuki Guns Yoshinobu. Kanemaru battle Tomohiro What was that, sorry? So it's um, Tomoki Hanama versus Clark Connors and Yoshinobu Kanemaru versus Tomohiro And the winners of those two. That's the qualifier. To those, the winner of those two matches will fight each other and the winner of that will go into the match of Finbar. So out of those four, you'd assume oh. it's So it's absolutely going to be Ishii out of those four. Yeah. 101%. Uh, sad. Um, yeah, so the winners of those two matches wrestle on June 21st, and the winner will move on to Forbidden Door. Um, in that case, I think that will probably. Osprey Swerve be nice. Osprey Derby would be good. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think who's like who's a big name that can face Will Osprey really. Derby bang, wouldn't it? That'd be that'd be good. Swear would be awesome. Osprey Keith Lee would be a sight to behold. I mean, the thing is, you uh, a match like that, you could just throw it in last minute. It doesn't need build. It's just because it's going to be a spectacle, regardless of what what happens. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you think like you could be for the IWGP. US Championship as well. That's not a bad shout. So you just have it as like, you just have someone next week just call it Will Ospreay, don't you? I mean, just give yeah. him, I mean, you could even just say him and Trent for the, for the title. Yeah, that's, that, again, not a bad shout. I, I do think Rapongi Vice are going to be involved yeah. in a tag team match, so. That's a shout as well. I do think yeah. they've laid the groundwork for that now. Okay, um, hear me out, hear me out. Will Ospreay. Versus Willie Uther. Who? Will Ospreay versus Uther. Yeah. Give him Uther. I'll be down. I'd definitely be down for that. I'd mean, be down just... for Uther. I'd be down for, um, to be honest, like if they wanted to do it, because we were kind of speculating whether they would do champion versus champion, weren't we, at one point? Yeah. If they wanted to do like champion versus champion, they could always do Scorpio Sky versus Will Ospreay. Scorpio, if he if he's fifth, that is, that. Hey. if he's fifth, if he's fifth, that'd be a, that'd be a fun match though. Um, yeah, it would. It really would. Well, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, just slid in under the door, Indiana Jones style, Wait, with with a couple Jesus. questions. He's going fucking loads here. Um, look, I mean, one of them. She asked, "What's our what's our forbidden door predictions?" I think we're going to have to park that until we know more than one official match. I mean, they basically announced Danielson versus Saber, haven't they? Yeah, but I think we'll we'll wait till the week before to do full on forbidden door predictions. So we know we know a bit more about the build and what's going on. I think, I think there's like a seventy percent chance Mox beats Tanahashi. I think there's like there's like 
co- there's a cocaine Tony chance. I, like, Tanahashi just win the title. Nah, I think that Mox has absolutely beaten Tanahashi. It's, it's, I mean, the story is because obviously Tanahashi allegedly ducked him for so long when he was like ripping through all those Japanese guys last year, didn't he? Yeah, but uh, also, hasn't Mox and Tanahashi already happened? Well, it, it was in a four way match, wasn't it, with Osprey and someone else? Was it not in the singles match? No, no, it was only a multi match. I thought they meant for singles match. No, not, not yet. Let me have a little Google. Uh, while you're doing that who will win the tag belts next well we all thought we talked about this didn't we we all thought it was going to be the Hardys I still think I still think it could be the Bucks they could get because they're heating up aren't they they're they're sort of positioning themselves for another run I I feel like they are but at the same time do do we really want that yeah because it means like Pride of Powers will take it off so that that makes me happy Team Taz will be I think Team Taz deserve some some gold because like they've done such a great Mm -hmm. job And last question, when will Bullet Club split the elite? So I think that means, like, is that the Bucks and Cole at this point, we're saying? Or Kenny and the Bucks? Is Faye just trying to get us to talk about hanging on the Bucks team together? Because it feels like this is a loaded question. Yeah, it is a loaded question because they speculate about this every fucking week. <laughs> it feels uh, like she wants us to say that hang on the Bucks are going to form the Hung Bucks. And Kenny. Yeah, I I think that's likely to happen. I think what's more likely to happen is that um, is that like the undisputed elite and the young bucks will um, end up like separating, and then yeah. Kenny will come back, and that'll be the trip the trio tournament. Yeah, I, actually, I don't think anything is going to happen before we get to the trio tournament because that's what they're waiting for, isn't it? They're waiting for Kenny to come back for the trio oh, tournament. Yeah. So I think we're, I think we're going to have to wait for that tournament before we sort of see what's going to happen there. Yeah, did you find out about Mox and Tanahashi? Yeah, you were right. Uh, it, it was meant to. It was meant to happen. Um, on, I think it was. Is it a show? It's not happened yet. It's been announced 100%. Um, it's got for Bindor, pal. It's on June 26th. No, nah, it wasn't Bindor, pal. <laughs> it, uh, bear with me. Let me just let me just Google it, like the actual match, because it's they haven't had a match, but it's the, the, the problem is now if you Google Moxie versus Tanahashi, all it's going to come up for Bindor, because that's happening in like two weeks. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll put New Japan on it. Fixes everything, pal. Um, so yeah what's this saying right oh yeah so basically the match that was ah, the match that was meant to happen was um, what became the four way alright okay so it got it got it was meant to happen and then it became the fatal four way match Fair enough. Right then, I think that's with me being right. I think that's a great place to end the podcast. Um, oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you very much for listening. Well, we're hurtling towards the forbidden door. Can't wait. I mean, hopefully now every every show you're just going to be like bangers and big announcements and people coming through the forbidden door. I want Ishii to can't turn up and just rip. Like I don't know. I I, I forgot as well really that uh, 
Tanahashi versus Mox was meant to happen at um, All Out, wasn't it? Yeah. And Tanahashi couldn't make it. Mox has been pushing for this for like I think over a year, so it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be glorious when it finally does happen. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're on the hot road oh, for the Mox It's gonna be so good. Uh, right, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. As always, uh, enjoy wrestling. We'll see you all real soon. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. <laughs>